Hey everyone, Jason here. If you haven't already done so, head over to the link tree in my Instagram or LinkedIn profiles and swipe my free worksheets. There's two, there's one for pricing and negotiation and there's a second for direct client marketing. That's Linktree with a full stop between the R and the E forward slash entrepreneurial translator. That's Linktree forward slash entrepreneurial translator. Let's talk about the arduous task of upskilling our pricing game. When I talk about upskilling our pricing game, essentially I am referring to how to raise your prices without the risk of losing clients. I think this is a big fear. For everyone, when we discuss pricing, it is that we are scared of our clients running away. It may be a a principal account, it may be a small account, but we are worried about our clients running away and not hiring us again if we raise our prices. And that is a mentality problem and something we need to work on very significantly to avoid that risk. So essentially, the mindset I'm referring to is what I call a money up mindset, It is resisting downward price pressure. There's plenty of examples of downward price pressure in life. There are clients haggling with us. How many times do clients offer offer to pay us more money? Very unusual. They they often are interested in getting a cheaper price, paying us less money for more work. So money down is all, all around us. So I advocate cultivating, and this is something I think one has to cultivate, a money up mindset. Uh, so when I talk about pricing at translator side events, I, I've given talks and seminars on on pricing. I usually, first of all, do a bit of pricing theory. So I say there's comparison pricing. I say to the room, if I survey all the prices in the room, I then have the opportunity of undercutting the lowest bidder in the room and going bottom feeder, lowest bottom of the barrel price. I could go above the highest bidder and go premium in which case I'd better have some pretty decent social proof to justify my doing that. Or, as is most often the case, I could slot my price at an average price point in between the lowest and the highest options. So that is a simple description of comparison pricing. Then there is, of course, uh, cost plus pricing. This is simply uh, a manufacturing term industry, the car industry, for example. You have a cost or applied to translators, it would be the cost of a translation. In the past year, I have hired French and Dutch translators to to work into French and Dutch for a client uh, who had that particular need. So I obviously have a cost to produce that translation, a labor cost, and there is a small margin that goes on top of that, which is what is billed to the client. There's a wonderful quote by Seth Godin who talks about that do you know you're marketing a business as a commodity when prospects start the conversation by asking you about price? So I don't think there's anything to be gained whatsoever in a strategy based on price competition. There's a lot to be lost. I don't think there's anything to be gained. It is just a race to the bottom. It is just to see who can give the most bottom of the barrel price. There is a strategy. There is There are benefits to be gained by being the highest bidder, the highest price or the second highest price, but nothing uh, per se from competing on price. So I, what I advocate, what I teach is is value-based pricing. It is, it is pricing based on value, communicating a perceived value on top of the, the markup and the cost. So 
So it goes beyond cost plus into a value-based pricing model. And it is the game becomes elevating your offer to the offer you are to the to the price you are asking the client for. It is based on value. And if you communicate effectively how you are unlocking that value, then you become or you have the possibility of entering the premium market. That is how I think you enter the premium market most easily and how you climb up the slippery pricing ladder or the market ladder, however, however you want to look at this. I'll give you two examples of, of value that I've given in the past week. I work on, I, I'm a medical translator, so I, I do work in a premium market with slightly more understanding or less resistance to higher prices. So I feel very qualified to talk about pricing in general and premium markets in particular. I work on clinical trial documents, I work on medical reports, and I work on research articles. And this week, two research article clients, one asked me for to help him submit a clinical trial protocol to a journal. So I did a very simple DTR, what I call DTR desktop research, very quick uh, DTR search for my client, and I sent him a list of options, which I think was, was very helpful. The second client wanted a medical statistician to crunch some numbers and help her validate a quality of life scale for dysphagia patients, patients having difficulty swallowing, pain on swallowing, dysphagia. She is an ear, nose, and throat physician. And I think these are examples of value. These are examples of value that you can upsell. We talked about upsells in the first episode of the podcast, I'm quoting, and how to weave upsells into the quotes and upsells are essentially anything that is of added value to the client such as the two examples i've just given another example may be doing the submission for the client to the journal and taking that burden off their shoulders it may be doing a checklist it may be checking the references anything that you would consider that would be deemed additional value or perceived value to the client i think you can sell as an upsell and ultimately charge a higher value-based price so it is essentially about communicating perceived value to the client, and that is essentially how you establish or begin to establish a premium position in the market. The other advice I give mentees, students, is to avoid too many options, too many pricing options. There should be more than one. There should perhaps not be more than three or four. The prospect should not spend one calorie of energy searching around to see which price you are purporting or trying to charge them. It should be a very simple, uh, simple thing to see uh, at the quoting stage. So I recommend a three-pronged option, a basic price, which has some services included, a standard price, which has an extra service included, and then a premium price, which may include two extra services. And make these very very well demarcated in your suite of options, your, your spectrum of options that you are offering your prospect. If you've made it this far through the podcast, hopefully you like it. If that is the case, please hit subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. And if you'd like to say hi, just head over to Instagram and send me a direct message. I would be very, very grateful. Thank you and see you next time.